Welcome on in to the Superintendent Radio Network and episode 13 of Off the Course, the podcast that dives a little deeper into the lives of superintendents and other turf pros. I'm Matt Lowell, Managing Editor of Golf Course Industry Magazine, joined today by Brian Neerman. Brian is the new superintendent at Dubs Dread Golf Club in Kansas City, Kansas. He started just back in May, not even six months there yet. Brian popped up on my social media feed a few weeks ago after he proposed to his girlfriend, Sarah, on the golf course. We talk about that story. How did he do it? What did he have to do to put it together? And was she surprised? And also, did she say yes? We also talk about some of the challenges and things he has learned during this first half of his first year as a superintendent and what it was like to be thrust into that position right at the dawn of a pandemic. Great conversation. Brian is a young man, just 26 years old, you're going to want to keep an eye on. Seems to be a rising star in the industry. Before we get to that conversation, a thanks to our sponsor, AquaAid Solutions, the sponsor of Off the Course for almost a year now. AquaAid Solutions has been a leader in innovative solutions for nearly 40 years. Their desire to lead and innovate for turf managers, continues with their current research collaboration with Dr. Jim Brosnan of the University of Tennessee and Phenotype Screen Solutions. Through the collaboration utilizing x-ray technology, turf managers are provided a definitive look into how worm-powered turf provides a more robust root system that has more mass and deeper roots than a plant not exposed to the product. Visit IWantDeepRoots.com. I want deeproots.com to see the groundbreaking research and value that worm power turf can bring to your agronomic program. Brian Neerman, after the break. My guest again on this episode of Off the Course is Brian Neerman, the superintendent at Dubs Dread Golf Club in Kansas City on the Kansas side of that metropolis. Brian has only been there for a few months this year. I think he started in May. And not a name that a lot of regular listeners might know unless you're in Kansas City or have just known Brian personally. But probably a name you're going to want to keep on your on your list and uh, in mind, because Brian is a very creative guy. And no matter what he does on the course, his creativity in how he proposed to his girlfriend, now fiance, is so far up there, so far out of the ordinary, that we had to have him on the podcast. We're going to get into the story of what happened and how he put a ring on his girlfriend, now fiance, Sarah's finger. But first, we're just going to dive into who is Brian Neerman. So, Brian. Welcome on in to the Superintendent Radio Network and Off the Course. How you doing? What's going on? Hey, I'm good, Matt. How are you? Doing well, doing well. And thanks so much for taking time. I know, I know you're busy and uh, appreciate the time. Before we get into the wonderful engagement story, just tell me, you started at Dubs Dread in Kansas City just this year. Strange time to start a new job at the, at the start of a pandemic. Uh, Definitely. But how did you get into golf course maintenance, and, and how long have you been in the industry? Oh, so 
I mean, I've been in the industry since I was 15. I mean, I started at a, at Lakewood Oaks and Lee Summit, just on the other side of Kansas City, uh, when I was 15, just as summer crew. I mean, I've been in golf all my life. I started playing golf when I was five, um, back in mid-Missouri. And just uh, after I did that, I did two summers at Lakewood Oaks, and I decided I want to make a career of this, so I went to school for it. I went to the State Technical College of Missouri in Lynn, Missouri. Uh, they have an awesome turf program there. Um, in between those years, I did my internship at Bell Reef Country Club in St. Louis uh, back in 2013 when I worked the Senior PGA Championship. So that was a really awesome learning experience. Uh, and then that's when I came up to Kansas City. I um, spent three years at Nicholas Golf Club of Lionsgate, uh, three years at Oakwood Country Club, and then that's when I got the job here. So definitely a strange time to start a new job with the whole uh, coronavirus going on, but uh, no, it was good. You started in May. A lot of the protocols were really just ramping up there in terms of foam on the cups and social distancing crews for meetings and, and all sorts of other wild stuff that we remember from the spring, and you just got thrust right into it from <laughs> literally day one at Dubs Dread. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely uh, diving into the deep end, to say the least. This podcast is so much about life off the course, but I am curious, because you are so new into your job, what have your impressions been of, of your first year as a superintendent? It's, it's, it's a big change, I'm sure. It's a big change, no, definitely. Um, honestly, it's just, I, I worked under some awesome people, uh, some awesome superintendents in the past, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I learned a lot. Um, they set me up well. So, I mean, even though jumping into your first superintendent position, I mean, I, I felt like I was prepared and set up well uh, to take this on. And everything went well. Uh, great summer, great crew. Um, I mean, I can't say enough about the crew, our crew that we have here at Dubs. It's both sides, pro shop side and maintenance side. We just uh, we kind of knocked it out of the park this year with uh, all the coronavirus stuff going on. And I imagine, like so many other courses around the country, your numbers, not that you have the historical reference because it is your first year there, but you know what the books say, what the numbers say from the past seasons. I imagine and, your rounds and, and maybe even course revenue uh, are up this year. Oh, yeah. No, after uh, once we got out of the one person per cart and walking um, time of the time of the year once we got to go two people per cart i mean numbers just spiked up i mean everybody was one to play golf and it was packed out here to say the least that's awesome and your girlfriend now fiance sarah any interest in golf or is she kind of along for the ride you know she actually uh bought her first set of golf clubs this summer and uh she's been out to the range a couple times practicing in the backyard she's she's getting into it and that makes me that makes me really happy. Now you probably golf for free at Dubs Dread. Is she able to golf for free, or is she is she paying the greens fee if she comes? Oh, oh, she golfs for free. <laughs> okay, she golfs for free. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole impetus, the whole drive of this podcast is a trip that you took to the golf course with her, but not to golf. And when we talked the other day on the phone, I, uh, I saw this post on on social media thought what a cool story and I can't wait for folks to hear it I'm gonna probably ask a few questions along the way just to kind of get some details 
But I want you to tell this because it is such a unique story. So, as I mentioned, Sarah is no longer just your girlfriend. She is your fiancé as of a couple of weeks ago. You guys went out to the course, but not to play. You staged an event to wind up proposing to her. The details are incredible, and you had to do this because, as you mentioned, she's working from home full-time. She knew you had this ring. She knew you were going to propose, and all she wanted was to be surprised. So, Brian, what did you do? And and first, let's just let's just go through the details of this wild proposal story. Yeah. Well, just a uh, little backstory. I mean, sure. I'm sure every single I'm sure every superintendent's dealt with this or assistant. But uh, I mean, we've in like starting out in the summer, we've been out to eat or just been out or at home. And everybody gets the call. Like, you get the pro shop number, you get one of the pros or a member or somebody that lives on the course. They're like, oh, you got a leak on whichever hole. And, I mean, I like coming out here. I mean, my girlfriend, our fiance, i got to get used to saying that now. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, she, she likes coming out here. And, I mean, anytime we have to come out here outside of work hours, I mean, we just usually make an event of it. We bring our dog out, drive around, look at the course have our dog run around, chase some geese. But, uh, so, I mean, we've had a few of those in- incidents. So she, she knows like whenever that happens, like she usually just comes along for the ride. And this time was kind of special. I mean, not all unique just because, I mean, I didn't want to do like an irrigation league because I didn't want it to seem like, I mean, she's dealt with that before. So I, I just didn't want to get to the situation where she was going to want to stay home. So I needed to up the, up the scale a little bit so with the help of our guys in the pro shop uh they came down and they actually like staged a break-in at the shop just opened up all the doors took some carts out and then we took a cart out to a tree next to our 17th green and butted up butted it up there really close uh so it looked like it got crashed and then i had them call me while we were out at dinner and told us that shop had been broken into, somebody crashed a cart. And what I did was behind that cart, I got some turf paint out and just uh, spray painted Will You uh, Will you Marry Me with a couple hearts. And uh, it was pretty hidden. We drove in from the backside, and uh, it it caught her off guard. She was, uh, she was pretty... Uh, High strung there. Whenever it happened, she was she was mad because she was trying to figure out who uh, she was trying to figure out who could have done that. Uh, if it was a, uh, I don't know. I don't want to point fingers or anything or for what she said. But she was like, "Did any ex employees do it? Did any current employees do it?" And I was just like, trying not to laugh the whole time, just because I knew she was going crazy, just trying to figure out who did it. But uh, no, she was uh, she was surprised when she saw that, to say the least. Sarah is already so invested in Dub's Dread because you love the course and now she loves the course that she comes up with all these questions. Had you thought in advance that she was going to ask, who do you think did this? What is the motive? Did did you think over any of these hypothetical questions that she would have asked along the way? You know, not really. <laughs> it's a it's a 30-minute drive from my house out here, and she was just questioning me the whole time. And, I mean, after everything got done... I was just like, I hope you don't, I hope you're not mad that I was uh, kind of lying to you. But then I thought about it and I was like, it's not as much lying as it is uh, acting. I feel like I was acting more than lying to her there. 
I was just trying to keep the story going. You guys were eating dinner at home, or you were out? You said. Uh, we we were out. Okay. So did you did you finish the meal, or did you get this call and be like, "We we check, please. We need to go." No, we. Uh, I kind of timed it to where we were wrapping things up, and then huh. I uh, sent off a text and had him call. So, who on your crew did you actually task with doing this? Well, so we actually. Um, I mean, I got help from everybody, like everybody up at the uh, pro shop. We have an awesome uh, head pro. He, him, and I sat down and talked about it a while. Our general, the general manager, we talked about it a while. Um, we have a front desk employee. Uh, his name's Spencer. He is a um, he does photography. That's his main focus, and then he works here on the side. And he uh, he was hiding out on 18 T box, and he's the one that took all the pictures, uh, staged everything. So, I mean, I can't thank him enough. He's the one that pulled this off. To be at a place for not even six months, really, they must like you, uh, the GM, the <laughs> club pro, to let you do this on the weekend. I don't know that a lot of clubs would necessarily say sure, especially to someone who's who's in their first year. That's pretty wild. Well, I mean, we we have a really... We have a really tight uh, crew here at Dubs. I mean, from the pro shop down to the maintenance shop, I mean, we all get along. Uh, we all respect each other. I mean, it's a it's a really good group of guys. And, I mean, I told them they were – I mean, I asked if I could do it, and they were just – they were gung-ho for it. And, I mean, I, I appreciate it that they let me do that. But, I mean, we, we all love the course. Uh, I love this course. And, I mean, to do this here – to do my engagement here, I mean, that's special. And, I mean, I hope I'm here for quite a few more years. I mean, it's, it's I mean, I'm kind of at a loss just because, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of cool talking about. Um, I mean, it is really cool talking about, but, I mean, it's, it's special out here. And, I mean, I hope I work with these group of guys for, uh, for a long time. You're still relatively young. You're still in your 20s, right? Yeah, I'm 26. Oh, my gosh. Youth is on your side. And I'm in. Yeah, and our our head pro and our uh, general manager are both in their twenties as well. So, you guys could be together for a while. Yeah, we have a really awesome group of guys here. I mean, it's special. Had you worked with any of them before coming to Dubs earlier this year? No, nope. So this is these are just new friendships that have just rocketed since May. Yeah, exactly. And your GM, your your uh, club pro, and the crew members, what are your, uh, what are some of their names? Uh, so our uh, general manager's name is Alec, Alec Odding. Uh, That's right. Our head pro is uh, Trey, Trey Herman, yep. And, um, I mean, my assistant, his name is Danny. And, uh, I mean, we just, I can't say enough about these guys. I mean, these, these are the guys that, I mean, we just knocked it out of the park this year. They... We keep an awesome golf course, and they were uh, nice enough to go along with uh, with the whole engagement thing. So, awesome guys. Now, your better half, or really soon to be officially fully better half, but better half for now, Sarah. What, yeah. what was her reaction? You clearly caught her off guard. Did she have any reservations after the fact about you took me to the golf course? This is what you came no. up with. She loved it. She w- she loved it. She, uh, she, I mean, like you said before, and like I said, her main thing was, I mean, she knew I had the ring. 
we were ring shopping together actually, uh, just so we could pick out something that she likes. And uh, her main thing was she just wanted to be surprised. And she she was taunting me for a while. She was like, "Oh, I know exactly when you're going to do it. You're going to say something, and and I'm going to know exactly when it's going to happen." And she had zero idea that this was happening. And that that was the most special part. So 2020, a big year for her in golf. She gets her first set of clubs. She gets engaged on a golf course. Have you guys set a date? And if you have, or even if you haven't, do you have any plans to get married on the golf course or at least incorporate the golf course into the wedding or, or the reception? You know, I mean, we, we talked about it. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, we're, we're probably going to... Uh, we were looking at venues last night. I think we're probably going to do end of September of 2021. Um, that's still kind of up in the air. But, uh, no, I think we're going to go off the golf course for this one. And now it is it is so fun, but it really is draining to do all the event planning, to pick out the venues. Uh, you're You're going to go through registries here soon. And just pro tip, you need a lot less than you think you do. Uh, when in doubt, just ask for cash. Um, yeah. What What do you think the next 10, 11 months are going to be like? Because you, you've packed two major life events here into less than six months. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, are you talking about golf course-wise or uh, just family life-wise? I think both. You know, life is, life is all intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Man, I just, um, it's hard to tell just with the whole uh, coronavirus uh, going on. You never know if there's going to be a second spike, so you don't know. I mean, I honestly can't say what's going to happen on or off the course. I just know that uh, Sarah and I, we're going we're gonna to try our best to get this wedding in and uh, in late September. And other than that, I mean, Looking forward to a kind of a chill winter um, here in Missouri, here in Kansas. I don't know why I almost said Missouri, but uh, yeah. I mean, we'll just see how it goes. I'm a, I'm kind of a go with the flow kind of guy, so we'll just uh, we'll just see where it goes. You guys have already had a little bit of snow out there, so when you say chill, it's it's literal and figurative. Literal and figurative, yeah. It's uh, it's snowing right now, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh, what else should folks know about? If other folks want to propose on a golf course, assuming they have the access that you do and the creative Jones to do what you did to come up with an idea like that, what else should folks know about proposing on a golf course? Uh, do it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, we were, I was talking with my head pro Trey, and it just crossed my mind. I was we did it next to Seventeen Green. And after I did it, I just had the recurring thought that some girl was going to hit her ball over there and she was going to be playing with her boyfriend and be like, oh, my gosh, are you you proposing? Yeah, because, I mean, I did it in turf paint. That wasn't going to go away for a few days. So I'm sure there were maybe a few scares out there. You may have led to some very interesting rounds, it sounds like. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I don't know. I didn't hear anything about it, but... Uh, you never know. And what was the reaction on uh, from from others when you said, "Well, let's fake crash a cart. Let's let's stage the break in." Because, like you said, you 
you didn't want to make it sound like it was anything too serious. You know, obviously, you didn't call yeah. it real police, but was there any doubt in your mind afterward, like, maybe we could have come up with something else? Like, if you were planning this again, would you have come up with something else, or, or was this the way to go? You know, I think I think this was the way to go. I, uh, I mean, it worked great. I mean, I told her we called the police. I said the police were waiting out there. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, it, I, I kind of overplayed it with her. When and I mean, it might have not needed to be uh, that serious, but I mean, she she uh, she fell for it hard. Before I let you go, this was great. Any other tips? Any other tricks? And anything you want to plug or promote, Brian? If anybody's in the Kansas City area and you want to come out and play the former longest course in the world, you can come out and play Dubstrad. I mean, we got an awesome track out here. Awesome guys up at the pro shop. They'll treat you right. Other than that. Uh, I, I mean, I appreciate you having me on. I know this is a, it's kind of a cool story. I didn't think it was going to get this much attention, but um, I did. I mean, I just posted it online because uh, I mean, I just with the superintendent page. I mean, a lot of times it's stuff just only about golf courses. I just want to kind of wanted to post something that was on the golf course, but it was also kind of feel good as well. But uh, I didn't think it was going to get this much attention, to say the least. Well, I think folks will remember who you are if they didn't know you beforehand. They'll, if they don't remember your name, Brian Nearman, Brian with a Y, uh, they'll at least remember you as the guy who staged a break-in and proposed to his girlfriend <laughs> off the 17th green. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, Brian, thanks so much for coming on Off the Course. I think uh, let's, let's try next year, next fall. Uh, let's get you and Sarah on just to do a follow-up, and uh, whether the wedding is off the course or not, uh, it sounds like she's going to keep golfing and, and stick with it for a while. So yeah. let's do a follow-up, 2021, when uh, you are Mr. and Mrs. Nearman. I am. I think she would love that. I would love that as well. No, that sounds awesome. Awesome. Well, Brian Nearman, he is the new superintendent at Dubs Dread Golf Club in Kansas City, Kansas. As you said just a few minutes ago, the former longest course in the world, and the guy who proposed to his girlfriend off the 17th green. Brian, thanks so much. This was awesome. Hey, thank you, Matt. My thanks again to Brian Nearman, the superintendent at Dubs Dread Golf Club in Kansas City, Kansas, for taking some time to share that wonderful story about how his girlfriend, Sarah, became his fiance. Congratulations on her saying yes. You've done a few things right over the years, it seems. My thanks also to AquaAid Solutions, the sponsor of Off the Course, and to all of you for listening to Off the Course and all the other podcasts on the Superintendent Radio Network. We'll be back with more episodes, most of them on Tuesdays, some of them packed in in between. Greens with Envy, Beyond the Page, Tartan Talks, all right here on the Superintendent Radio Network. You can find it on golfcourseindustry.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.